0: Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network.
1: I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C. And today we will be talking about Mama Mia, Here We Go Again, Teen Titans Go To The Movies, and Dream Big. First, let's talk with Jolene, age 13, from Los Angeles, about Mama Mia, Here We Go Again. Hi, Jolene. Hello. So, what did
2: you think of Mama Mia, Here We Go Again? I thought it was a really interesting movie. Um, They broke out in song a lot, and some parts of it were a little bit cheesy and romantic, but I feel like some people will actually enjoy those things. Overall, I really enjoyed this because um, I feel like it's a unique plot line and it's well put together.
1: So what is Mamma Mia Here We Go Again about?
2: It's about... um, donna who is uh who passed away and is best friends with um she has two other best friends and her daughter actually is trying to trying to accomplish her mom's dream of fixing up the property to make it into a beautiful hotel and of course there are some problems but through that in the story they show problems and they also teach us a little bit more about um Donna's past. so
1: i'm curious you say it
2: sounds like you enjoyed this movie so
1: does this film do a good job at maintaining a fun atmosphere throughout or are there some parts that are fun and some parts that are just pure cheese
2: some parts are fun um I feel like the cheesy parts are fun as well, but besides the fun and cheesiness, there's also some um, a little bit sad parts. So it's not all just happy and fun and cheesy, which I think is good, so it has a little bit of variety to it.
1: Once again, talking about the balance between uh, cheese, do you think the Mamma Mia Here We Go Again has an even balance of emotion and cheese, or were there, was, or there was too much of one or the
2: other? I think it's a pretty good balance, um, depending on the person, of course, um, but for me, I really liked it. I think it was a perfect balance, and the cheesiness along with the emotion, uh, emotional parts made it um, funny at times, so it was really hilarious. Considering some of the actors and
1: actresses in this film had to try to play younger versions of characters played by people such as Meryl Streep, Chris Brosnan, and Colin First, do you think they did a good job
2: at doing that? I think they did. I also think that the casting director did well at that part because they had to, um, they had to choose people with matching personalities. So I think it helps that they have matching personalities because it's not very difficult to see whose older character is with whose younger character. It's easy to match them up together.
1: So it sounds like you said there were a lot of parts where people break into song in this movie and I'm not surprised. But do you think there were too many song and dance numbers in this film? Or were there just the right amount Well, there was still room enough for, you know, like old-fashioned stuff like story and character development?
2: Um, again, it's based on your per- personal preference, but to me, I feel like it was, it was a lot of breaking out into songs, but I didn't not, I didn't dislike it. I was okay with it. Um, it was, it was interesting to see them pop out and all of a sudden start singing. And I feel like the singing is part of this story. It, it tells the story, so it does include the characters and like the old fashioned.
1: Oh, for the record, I was joking about story and character development being old-fashioned. I mean, seriously though, but... Segwaying off of that, can you talk about the strengths of and dance sequences in this film, and how or how not they kept you interested?
2: Um, the dance sequences? Um, they, were, they were really interesting. Um, some of them were just, you know, normal dance scenes on the floor, but my favorite dance scene was the one when they were on a boat, they got really creative, they started climbing all over, and it was really interesting to see them, to see where they would go and how, how, how they would be able to dance on a small boat, but they really pulled it off, and it looked great. Yeah, I agree with you. I've seen
1: the movie now, and I think that was my favorite part, it was just so much fun. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about Teen Titans Go to the Movies and Dream Big. And right now, I'm talking to Jolene about Mamma Mia. Here we go again. So let's continue our interview. I'm curious, if they make another Mamma Mia movie, and you were able to choose what it was going to be about, what would you want it to be about?
2: Hmm. I think... I would want it to be about them discovering that you can take tests to see like who's the father like so in the story they don't know who the father is so there's three possible dads I want to see the next one being them like seeing them go to the doctor or something and take a test and see them like see the reveal of who's her dad that would be pretty cool. it would be I feel like it would be a short movie with not much But, that's something I want to see. I feel like that movie would be called Mamma Mia, We Got a DNA
1: Test. (laughs) So, there are a lot of different characters in this film. Both from the present, Mamma Mia, timeline, and the past. So, I'm curious. Do you have a favorite from each one?
2: Um, they were all pretty good characters. They're all really round and, well developed in really detailed characters but like I I like this character because I feel I just like her personality. I like the younger or younger Donna, even the older Donna too. I think she would have been very adventurous and outgoing and she's just she always brings a smile to anyone's face no matter what. And she's really sociable and I really I really look up to her and I want to have those kinds of qualities
1: now considering this film takes place on a beautiful island do you think the sets and cinematography were beautiful enough to match the locations
2: yes um the setting was in greece it was like a greek island uh it was really beautiful i think they actually i i'm not sure but it looks like they actually shot on the island because it was really beautiful, it was really detailed, and I don't know how you can capture that without being there, you know? So I forgot to ask, have you seen the first Mamma Mia movie?
1: I actually have not seen it. So with this, did this film make you want to go back and watch the previous incarnation of this franchise? Yeah, definitely. If I could, I'm trying to look for it, but I don't know where I can get it. Now I asked you about the strengths of the performances from the past timeline, but I'm wondering what the performances were like for the characters
2: in the present. Um, the perform the actors for the present were as good as well as the the past ones. Um, I didn't see any big difference. Um. Like I said, they, they really matched up with their past characters. Their personalities matched up well, even though they were different actors. Um, so I think it, that it was good that they made sure that they had the same personalities because it made it less confusing because there were a lot of characters in past and present. So to see them easily match up and you can see, oh, that older one goes with that younger yeah.
1: So would, so would you say even with the absence of an acting powerhouse like Meryl Streep, that the performances in the present could still make up for her absence? Um, I yeah, I
2: think it could. It did. It did.
1: Now I asked this question last time we talked about this movie, and I'm curious sure to see how responses differ. Um. Let's just say I'm really, really, really grumpy and I'm looking to have some fun. Can you guarantee that I'll have fun at my local cineplex watching this movie?
2: Um, it depends if you like singing, and if you like songs and you like TV romantic tick stuff. If you, Cause there are some people who like hate that stuff. They hate romance and they hate love stories and stuff like that. But if you really are into that, and singing and then breaking out into song, definitely you'll have a great time watching this because everyone there is so is really happy and they're always upbeat and they're dancing and everything. So I think I think you'd enjoy this and it would lift up your spirits. I think that's exactly what this movie's trying to do and
1: all those who want to see this movie, I think they're going to go see it. Now, what age rating
2: do you give this film when one? Um, I give this film, I recommend it for the ages of 13 to 18, even adults could enjoy this. Uh, just because there are some, uh, you know, inappropriate things in this film that I think older audiences, it's for more mature audiences. And finally, what
1: star rating would you give this film? I give it 5 out of 5 stars. Well, high praise! Thank you for talking with me today, Jolene. Thank you for interviewing me. You can check out the summer blockbuster, *Mamma Mia, here we go again, in theaters now. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Big Fish and Begonia.
0: Are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host back
4: and better never, Keefer Blacksley. Well, today we are just got done talking about Mamma Mia! Here we go again! And also we're we'll going to be talking about Teen Titans Go! the movie. And also, we have the wonderful Jolene talking about Dream Big, engineering our world. Thank you so much, Jolene, for being on the show. Let's get right into it, shall we? So, Dream Big is this documentary short about the future of engineering. So please tell us, but also, there's more to it than that. So, tell us a little bit about more what this short film is about.
2: Um, yeah, besides only engineering it also teaches the viewers about how engineering can help people and um, because there are some people who think that engineering is just for buildings and stuff like that but it actually is about they teach you about how engineering keeps people safe um, helps people have better lives and they show specific stories of that and yeah
4: well fantastic so uh being a documentary, I feel like documentaries get a bad representation sometimes because I love documentaries and I said this on the show before that documentaries are a, a great art form of storytelling and a great way of talking about current events and also about history, so uh, what made this documentary particularly compelling to you? Um, the, the stories definitely
2: helped um, because it did have an emotional effect because they talk about um, how people's lives are changed because let's say this bridge was built, they don't have to risk their lives crossing a river just to get to school and they don't have to be scared that they might drown in the river. So that those parts of it, I really, I really felt um, intrigued and I felt um, I wanted to watch more. But there were parts of it that I felt like I got bored a little bit. Cause there are some parts where they gave to me unnecessary details and facts like about um, how much how much pressure can a building withstand an earthquake and a lot of things like that but the stories all the stories definitely intrigued me
4: well, definitely well it sounds very interesting because you know we sometimes take for granted that when we're driving home just sc- home or we're going to school or we're going to work that, hey, somebody built the bridge I'm on right now, and it's into some great architecture, and the world of engineering is just becoming more and more complex and evolving every day. So was there anything in here that you didn't, that what was one, like, fact or information that, just, that you just, like, oh, my gosh, I never knew that? Um, let me think. I, I'm
2: not sure I remember a specific fact. But I think I think it was one where, about the buildings in Earthquakes, how, how um, they're actually not supposed to be stiff and strong, that they're supposed to be actually really, really flexible. I didn't know that they were supposed to be really flexible. I thought they had to be, like, somewhat sturdy, but they said that they have to wiggle and be able to really move. So that was pretty interesting to me. Now was
4: there any what was the, your favorite part in this film? Or did you have a particular story that you in this film that you're like, Oh my gosh, it's interesting.
2: Um, definitely the one with the the bridge over the river so the kids can get to school. That one, um, yeah, I really like that one because like you said, I took for gra- we take for granted like how easy our lives are and then to see them being so happy just for a bridge um, I thought it was really um, opening and that part was really
4: intriguing to me. Sounds very intriguing. Now, what about visually because with documentaries of course you want to show, and especially about engineering, you want to show great big landscapes of, of cities and buildings being made. So what do you think about the cinematography?
2: The cinematography was great. It was really great. Um, they were able to capture like a super tall building in one shot. Uh, they did really well. Even the nighttime shots, the nighttime
4: shots were stunning as well. Um, they really got high up there, so you could really see a lot. It's very interesting. It's, a, it's see, I love documentaries, and I love documentaries. And this seems like in this short film it seems fascinating because it's just the things we're able to do, the things we're able to create and build are just fascinating. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a geek and nerd about all this, but it's just, I love this kind of stuff. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. I'm your host, Keeper Sleeve. Today we're talking about Teen Titans Go! the movie and Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. This show is sponsored by Big Fish and Begonium. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Jolene about being big, engineering the world. So, um, so um, Jolene, what would you say this film is for? Like, who, who do you feel like this film is meant for?
2: definitely for it's targeted toward future engineers so like um younger younger children i feel like so that because it's very informational and very um very focused on like oh engineering is a wonderful wonderful um industry to be in and it helps a lot of people and it's really great so i think they're trying to target younger kids to want to become engineers, or just to become more educated about it, and like, and be able to know what it really is, and the extent of what they do.
4: Definitely. Interesting. Now, this is only like 42-minute documentary, so it's a short film. Did you feel like, oh, 42 minutes, that's, not enough. I want more, and so you may make this into an actual, like, feature documentary?
2: Um, I think... I think it was, it was sufficient, I didn't feel like it was, I I didn't feel like it didn't give enough, I feel like it definitely made the most of that 40 minutes, it gave a lot of information, information and um, a lot of stories, I think, yeah, two stories, or what, two stories in there, but I definitely would watch another one, or a longer one, because it was interesting to me. It was very interesting. But I feel like the 40 minutes did good. It did good with the 40 minutes it had.
4: Now you saw saw this, you got this film on DVD, correct?
2: Yes.
4: Were there any special features on this DVD about the behind the scenes of this film?
2: I don't think so. I think the only one I got was a Blu-ray one or something like that.
4: Right. Nothing
2: like behind the scenes, no, nothing like that.
4: Right, I'm just curious. So uh, what would you say is the age rating for this film? Um,
2: I give it, I recommend it for the ages of like 10 to 18. Why is that? Because I, like I said, I think it's directed towards younger audiences, but I don't think it should be for two too younger to younger of audiences because they do use uh, really, really complex vocabulary and stuff like that and lots and lots of information, so I feel like younger audiences who, who don't like too many facts wouldn't like this, but if you're a little bit older, you might enjoy this.
4: Perfect. And how many stars do you give this film?
2: Uh, five out of five stars.
4: Beautiful. And is there any messages that this film gives to the viewer?
2: Definitely messages about um, that engineering is an awesome, awesome career to be in and that it's not, they don't only just build, um, they also like help people and make sure people are safe. And they do a lot for the community and for people in general.
4: Perfect. Now, is there anything else about this film that you just like? I need to talk about because this is just such an interesting film. Um,
2: the I will mention again that the the cine, cinematography was really good. Um, they captured a lot of beautiful shots, and um, just that part, it was even though sometimes there was no voiceover and it was just those shots, those it, themselves were very interesting and pleasing to the eye and it really, it really glorified the engineering, the engineers' things that they built and all of, the, all of the buildings, and especially at night, they just, like, glowed, and I think the, the cinematography really, really helped with making the film, and it's an important part, and it really helped with the message as well.
4: Well, it sounds fascinating. I can't wait to go check it out because this is like a film that, I'd be interested in checking out. So, thank you so much, Jolene, for talking about dream big, engineering our world. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for interviewing me. This film is out on DVD now, so please go check it out and see, and make sure to dream big. And the future is out there. With that said, let's take a break. I am your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Big Fish and Begonia.
0: You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Ben from Washington D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Mama Mia. Here we go again. And Dream Big. And next, we'll be talking with Kiefer H. Eighteen from Orange County about Mama Mia. Here we go again. So Kiefer, on that note, what did you think of the Abba Extravaganza? Mama Mia, here we go again. The
4: Abba Extravaganza. Well, first of all, I gotta say that the first movie is a guilty pleasure. I love that movie so much, regardless of its flaws. But it's just these movies are just fun. That's all they are. And I was skeptical with the second one because I was thinking like, what's the point? I mean, like literally, it is like here we go again. Like, why, why need this? why I have this film and then I watched it and I just got sucked in again all they, they did some new ABBA songs including one of my favorite Fernando I love that song so much and afterwards I got my mother's greatest hits from ABBA cassette tape and I put it in my little Walkman and I started listening to it again so this film is just just great fun
1: so, you said you watched the first one. Can you give a little lead-in about what the first one is about, as well as this new film, for oh, those I, who do not
4: know? Uh, so, the second film um, is after our main character, played by Amanda Seyfried, um, gets married, and her mother, played by Meryl Streep, um, is Donna, and she owns this hotel in Greece. And Amanda did, and Amanda's friend, uh, Amanda's character's name Sophie, and she has... Three fathers, because she does. Because her mother didn't know which one of which one's her father. So this one picks up. Um, Sophie is now running the hotel after her mother has passed away, and she's trying to reopen the hotel into into a new um, a new destination for for people to, to go to, and it goes from that to also going back to how did her mother become who she is. So it's just like seeing her, it's this kind of going back and forth from the past and present. And you see where characters came from. We see how uh, how she met these three guys who became her father. It's like it's like a Shakespearean show. There's just so many characters and so many, like, this one's connected to this person, this one's connected to that person. It's honest, honestly just great fun. Even if you didn't see the first one, I feel like you can still enjoy this one just for the music and numbers.
1: Now, I feel like the one word to associate this movie or one term is lots of. Lots of characters, lots of song and dance numbers, lots of actors. And I'm wondering, you already had a lot of characters and high-profile actors in the first film, so adding even more actors like Cher and Andy Garcia, did that ever feel like too much on the film itself? Or was it it just the same product?
4: Benjamin, we've got... We are praising films like Infinity War for having what? Like seventy five heroes in one movie? I think we can do with a film like this and and add a couple of more characters, including Cher, and still let them have an enjoyable movie. So no, I don't think adding more characters is too much. I don't I think it's I think having the characters that are added are, are fantastic. I mean we have Cher. It's it's gotta be perfect. And she's fantastic in this film as well. And all, by the way, the casting for this is perfect because the, the younger versions of of Donna and her friends are spot on. They're amazing. And the, they're just perfect casting all around. And Lily, oh, I love Lily James so much. And, her, she, and she is just spectacular in this film.
1: Now, I think that's a fair point about Infinity War, but you just acknowledged that Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is the Infinity War of the what I like to call the MMU, the Mamma Mia Universe. So, acknowledging that, let's continue the interview. Uh oh, no. just briefly um, talked about Lily James. Can you talk about her performance a little more and what you thought of it?
4: I've been, I've been a big fan of Lily James ever since Cinderella, and she's been a Baby Driver, and now she's in this film. She's a, if anyone was supposed to play a younger Donna, it's Lily James. She, she sings, she dances, she's just so high-spirited. She's perfect in this film.
1: All right, with that, let's go to the 5-Minute ID. You are listening to the Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Dream Big, and Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and right now, I'm talking to Kiefer about Mamma Mia! Here We Go Again. So let's continue our interview. Now, this film has quite elaborate costumes, sets, cinematography. Um, I already asked a question earlier about sets and cinematography, so I'm wondering, with an ABBA theme to film, what were the costumes like in this movie?
4: So for those of you who don't know, ABBA is the music base of this film. This whole this film is a jukebox musical of ABBA songs, which was a a group in the 70s and early 80s. And if anybody who knows me, I am the personification of 70s and early 80s um, because it's the it's a time of great music. And this film, the in the it's since it goes from past to present. The past is set in the '70s, so the costumes are '70s style and they're fantastic. You got tight, tight, um, spandex pants for the rock stars. You got the beautiful overalls and flower prints for for the girls. I mean, like it's the costumes fantastic and the the beautiful locations they film in. I mean, like the the island in Greece is just gorgeous and the wa- That's where the water is blue as can be and the stars sparkle. It's an absolutely gorgeous place where they film.
1: Speaking of the stars sparkling, my one major pet peeve with both of these movies is I can't tell if those scenes with the stars sparkling are CGI or not. Sorry, <laughs> just had to address that. Um. Anyway, so you talked briefly about Cher, and Cher. Well, guess what? She sings. Sorry, <laughs> no, no spoilers. So, um. And you also have Pierce Brosnan, who unfortunately also sings. things. So oh. I'm wondering, do you feel like the actors' vocal capabilities have somewhat improved since the first movie at all?
4: I think this is a, this is the larger debate of whether or not um, Hollywood hires actors who can't sing, or hires actors and then they, they train them. I understand some people going like, well, why don't you just get people who can actually sing? Like that's totally uh, that's totally understandable. Um, but usually, when they hire A-list actors like Meryl Street Anime and Amanda Seyfried, um, either they've already have training in the past, or they they the movie provides training for them. And say what you want. Oh, they're not professional singers. Oh, they haven't done this kind of stuff before. Like they they're not singers. Like no, I, I would agree. But they're actors, and they're great actors. And personally, for me, I'd rather have my act. As it, it long as I hit the notes and I got personality, they're fine. So, uh, Meryl Streep has gotten better since the first one. She Before and before she did this one, she did um, um, Into the Woods, which she killed it in Into the Woods. Lily James sings wonderfully. Pierce Brosnan, he, he hits the notes. He's fine. Uh, he's a professional singer? No, but he hits the notes. And I like it in the first one. And Cher, it's Cher. I'm not going to spoil. What she sings, because I feel that's a great surprise. But she's she's fantastic, and seeing everybody sing and dance together—that's all it's about. There was there are a little bit of flaws in this film. You can call it cheesy. You can call it unnecessary. But in the end of the day, you go in, and everybody just starts singing and dancing. I went to go see it with a bunch of friends, with a bunch of friends who are ABBA fans, and we loved it. It was just a good old time. So, as long as the any actors look like they're having a fun time too, and it's pretty infectious.
1: Okay, there's one thing wrong with your statement there. Pierce Brosnan did not hit the notes, but letting go of that grudge, I will I will let that go for the rest of the interview. We will move on. (laughs) As difficult as it may be. Um. So there are a lot of big moments in this movie. So do you have a favorite part? Or favorite
4: song and dance sequence. Uh, I gotta say that my favorite one was. Oh, that's so hard because there's so many great ones in here. Um. I did like their version of Waterloo, not because of Within the singing. I even though I love. Um. The actors in this film, or if I really, really, really do. But Hugh Skinner, who plays the the young Harry Bright. It, He's trying, he really is. He's fun to watch. It's not my favorite singing. Uh, he's, not, he's not my favorite singing in this film, but what does make up for it, he's got a lot of personality, it's fun, and the is great. So I did like Waterloo, but I also love Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen is fun. Um, it always is. But one thing I do have a problem with this film is that they do too many remakes of like, because the last film did, a, did Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia, and Waterloo. This film does, it again, does all three of those songs again, Mamma Mia makes sense, but like you didn't need Waterloo or Dancing Queen because they already did that. I wanted to see more ABBA songs.
1: But that's the like songs. the trifecta. It is the trifecta. The golden, that's like saying the crown jewels. I don't look. No, I understand those are the three big, biggest
4: ABBA songs, but like Mamma Mia, I, that's good. I'm glad they did that one again. Dancing Queen, okay, they did that again, that's fine, but like all together it's just like they're doing the same ones I'm like pick other ones, there's some of the great ABBA songs that you can talk about alright uh, that's a fair point anyway but either way 5 out of 5 stars it's a great fun it is It is. if you like the first one you're gonna love the, the second one and excuse me it's just a really good fun and I'm still singing when I kiss the teacher on my, on my way to work ever since I saw this film so it's great Go check it out, and I recommend it for like ages thirteen to eighteen year olds. It's got some, it's got some language and some, and some cr- and crude humor, but really, it's got it's really meant for the people who love Ava and love music, and it's just really good fun.
1: Well, it has been a pleasure talking about the summer blockbuster Ava <laughs> extravaganza. Mommy, here we go again. Thank you.
4: Oh, I'm glad I was able to talk about the best ABBA movie of this year.
1: (laughs) No, you mean the best movie of 2018. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Big Fish and Begonia.
3: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program Kids First
4: Coming Attractions. I am your host, Keefer Blake sleep. Today we just got done talking about Mamma Mia! Here we go again. Dream big, engineering our world. And right now we're going to conclude the show with the wonderful Benjamin about Teen Titans Go! The
2: movie.
4: Thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about this film. It's going to be fun. So let's get right into it, shall we? First of all, did you watch the original show this film is based off of? Um, I vaguely
1: watched the original Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go. I vaguely watched the original Teen Titans, and I have Watched Teen Titans Go quite a lot. I think it is
4: somewhat clever, but always fun. Now I'm biased here. I grew up with the original show, and I loved it. It's my it was my favorite show growing up. And then they had this new version, Teen Titans Go, be a more comedic and cartoony version. That took some time getting used to. Took some time really thinking like, oh, it's not my. It's like what happened to my childhood. But upon further investigation. It's fun, it's cute, and I like they have the original voice actors. So um, what did you think of this film in its entirety?
1: It's kind of what I just said earlier. Not somewhat clever, but really clever and so much fun. Um, if you don't smile through the, throughout this film, there's something wrong with you. I feel like there's a joke for everyone in this film, and you will, I'm guaranteed you will laugh at least once. Not only does it parody the superhero genre, but it parodies several other films outside of that genre, and it does it so well.
4: So it's kind of like Lego Batman, Lego movie kind of humor, where it knows what it is and it's just basically just breaking every fourth wall, talking every pop culture reference about superheroes, that kind of film, right?
1: I would call it more Deadpool for middle schoolers.
4: Well, Deadpool is for middle school is, but you know what I
1: mean. Deadpool for, for elementary. Students. Yes. Okay. Essentially. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, they even mention it. They make a Deadpool joke in here, which I think is funny. Yes. But, um, yeah, so it, it's, it is obviously knows what it is, and it's making. It's kind of making fun of itself, if, if I'm correct. Yes, in a way.
1: Yeah, because there's. I'm not going to say what the twist is, but there is a twist, and they acknowledge later. We saw that coming a mile away, which I thought was very good on that movie's part. Okay.
4: So, since this film is very much based on humor, um, yeah, how much did you laugh? That's basically When you talk about comedy, it's just like, how much did you laugh?
1: (laughs) Um, first scene I was really turned off on, because there were a few little chuckles in there. It was largely potty humor. Um, but after that scene, I think I laughed from beginning to end. There was a joke every minute, like you said, Lego Batman movie. For me, it was that kind of experience. Um, just every time you hear a line and you're getting ready to laugh, well, guess what? There's another clever line right after it. It's just one after another. And, um, with with such a wacky characters and wacky world itself in the movie, um, those jokes... That pacing of jokes just, it never gets old.
4: Well, then, what about the characters, Nia? Because, like, you got Team The Titans are iconic. You got Beast Boy, Starfire, Raven, Robin, and Cyborg. Like, what? Do you have a baby character? Uh,
1: Cyborg. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like he embodies all the greatest elements of every other Titan, uh, while having, not having too much of it. I, so, I'll keep this brief. Robin's too bossy, Raven's too moody, Starfire's too positive, and Beast Boy's too silly. Cyborg has the right amount of all of those qualities into one robot. Or That's
4: Cyborg. Fun. Cyborg is pretty good, and I mean, like, there's always the iconic line, Booyah! Yep. I love Cyborg, but also, Beast Boy's awesome. Beast Boy's not too silly. I mean, like, is there Beast even... Boy's second. These voice saying okay, all right, good. This kind is too much silly. That's true, yeah. it's especially true. <laughs> in this movie. Uh, but no, all the characters are fantastic, and I, there's some surprises which we don't want to spoil of which superheroes are going to be making a cameo appearance. But yeah. I, all I can say is that I love the voice actor for what it, for for superheroes, because um, I think it's just it's just weird that he's doing he's voicing the character. Um, no, I won't. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just strange. Anyway, you'll see the kids first coming attractions. I'm your host, Kipa Plexley. This show is sponsored by Big Fish and Begonia, and we're going to continue our conversation with Benjamin about Teen Titans. Go to the movies. So, Benjamin, what would you say is your favorite scene in this film? Um, there's one
1: scene in this film that is easily the best by far. Um, it's a scene where the Titans are resorting to desperate measures to get their own cinematic franchise and they go back in time to the tune of Take On Me on their rad bicycles where they need to do rad things to go back in time. Uh, meanwhile they fire up the Back to the Future theme too um, and they try to go back and sabotage the origins of certain superheroes. It's a genius sequence along with the soundtrack. And it's easily when the movie is at its peak. You had me at Take On Me. And
4: also, take on Me and Back to the Future in that same collection of sentences. That's a gold mine That is a gold mine right there. <laughs> so what would you say this film is for? Is it for the comic book fans? Is it for the Teen Titan fans? Like what do you think this film is for? I
1: think it's for kids. I think it's for parents. Um, Because not only do they address comic book movies, they address movies like The Lion King, they address the Muppets franchise, there was a reference to Apocalypse Now I apparently missed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's all across the board, also comic book fans I think are really going to enjoy this movie. Um, I think if you're not a fan of the TV show, Teen Titans Go, still go see this movie even if you don't like the show I feel like the writers really found their um, basic the peak of their craft here crafting this movie
4: well I gotta give this from a shot now everyone's been telling me that it's really funny and it's got great stuff in here and now I'm like you know what I'm gonna get this from a shot because it looks really funny and it, it looks just colorful and you know, I kind of just got to get out of my head about the, the original Teen Titans. Just like, no, no, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for the superhero films, which are great. Um, So what would you say is, what makes this film different than maybe like films like Deadpool or like Bat, uh, Lego Batman or the Lego movie? Because I feel like the humor is much like those films.
1: Um... Deadpool, obviously, because there's a lot less violence in R rated uh, content. Compared,
4: you compared it to Deadpool, which I was like, that's strange. But anyway, but like, films like Lego Batman and like Lego Movie, what makes this film different than, than um, those kind of films?
1: Because these characters, I, I feel like Lego Batman was less willing to take shots at DC and both itself and Marvel. Whereas the same. Well, and this is why I compare it to Deadpool, because Deadpool takes shots at everybody, including itself, and that's exactly what this movie does, but for a younger audience.
4: And you feel like, and even though this this film is like targeted young audiences, do you feel like this is just meant for like old audiences who who know the nostalgia and understand those kind of references?
1: I feel like some kids will get or. Mostly, there are certainly references that people will get um, and every, well not everybody but all, a lot of kids will get. Um, and then there are just some little references and jokes here and there that will get the adults to chuckle, which I feel like is the epitome of a good film good kids films um, one where the kids can have a laugh and so can their parents and that's exactly what this movie does.
4: I agree. That's very important. Kids' films. Now, what would you say? Even with all the jokes, even with all the animation, all the superhero references, what have we learned? Like, is there even a message in this film?
1: Um, be wacky, and you make money at the box office.
4: Ha 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 ha. That's every studio executive's like motto. (laughs) Be wacky, and you do well at the box office. (laughs) So. well, Benjamin, I feel like that's that's brutally honest, and that's very true. So we're going to end on that historical line. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about Teen Titans Go To Movies.
1: Thank you for having me on the show.
4: Oh, oh by the way, how many stars do you give this room?
1: Oh, I'm going to give it four out of five. I think it is just low. I know I've said this. It's just a blast. Go see it. Get off the internet. Go to the movies. Buy the popcorn etc sit down enjoy yourself age rating 7 to 13 because although I said I, I think teens won't enjoy it as much and I think that particular demographic will get the most out of this movie
4: there I know thank you so much Benjamin for talking about this film with that said thank you so much for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to check out our latest reviews on the newest and, coo- and, newest and coolest films out, go check out our website, Kids First, coming out tr- um, kidsfirst.org. We uh, review all the greatest films that are out, all the latest films. Also check out our YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel of the same name, Kids First, to see our video reviews there as well. We also write blogs, like some of our... Kids First critics write blogs about what the, about films and everything, so make sure you go check that out on our website as well. With that said, I will see you at the movies, and also make sure to come back and listen to Kids First Coming Interactions. Take care.